Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast. The podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan anime and games discussed by the certified Japanaholic. And this week's, ladies and gentlemen, uh, episode is all about weeb reviews because I am going to be reviewing an anime. Now, before I do that, I have to address the elephant in the room. I have been absolutely awful in my scheduling. I have said multiple times that, um, these podcast episodes are supposed to come out every, well, you spend Wednesday, but now it's Thursday because of work. Work has been so bad as of recently, and my, uh, sleep schedule has been all over the goddamn place, and I've been so busy, I have three excuses that hopefully all convince you that I am not trying to not prioritize this podcast as like maybe my number two or number three just so i can at least get something out there every thursday or wednesday or something sorry for the voice crack i'm trying my best to um to record these and get these out um i don't like recording episodes in advance unless i go on a vacation um i did that last week well i forgot to do that last week i i took a vacation last week in a way uh, and I forgot to record the episode. That's the thing. Um, because it was such a short notice, I guess I'll say. Um, yeah, it, I have no excuse. It started to become a little fucking dumb for me to continuously, like, say, like, oh, a new episode will be out Thursday, and then, like, Thursday comes, and there's no new episode. This episode, uh maybe released on Saturday, or I could pull a, uh, Lost Japanese Media and publish it as soon as I get done editing it uh which was an accident by the way it was supposed to come out on a monday but instead i post it on saturday night i do not know uh why i didn't edit the description to say saturday night or sunday but i just left it the way it is oh didn't matter doesn't matter anyway because it's not like this podcast is big enough for controversies i guess i don't know uh, let's go on with the subject at hand. Today, I'm going to be talking about one of the biggest animes to come out of 2017. Uh, arguably one of my favorite, or one of a lot of people's favorite, I should say, animes, including mine. It's very, very high up there on the list of my favorite animes of all time. Um, I would say BB in the top five, but it flops between that and the top ten a spot in the top 10 very easily it's definitely one of my top 10s and it's hard to beat it today i'm going to be discussing kinema citrus's made in abyss now i'm going to talk a little bit about the backstory behind this before i get into what i think of each of the episode episodes and the characters and stuff like that before i do that i want to say that I'm only going to be discussing the first season, not the movie. Because the movie I have not seen, as well as a lot of other people have not seen. I was. And this pisses me off still to this day, because of everything that went down. When the movie was originally supposed to release here in the States, in theaters, I actually planned on going to see the movie in theaters at that time, which I believe was last April. Uh, either last April or May, I can't remember. But because of the pandemic and the start of the pandemic, that was uh, canceled. And there was no plans of a theatrical release. Instead, we had to settle for an online release 
or at least, yeah, an online release of the movie, which I still haven't watched because I found that to be dumb. Not really dumb, but I just, I hated it. Because I really wanted to go to to a movie theater and watch Made in Abyss because it's one of my favorite series to watch. So with that in mind, I'm not going to be talking about anything about the movie or the manga. Everything that I'm going to be talking about today comes from season one. Nothing outside of that. Um, not even the little summaries, not even like the two summary movies, not, none of that sort because of the fact that, well, those two are summaries for, for one. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about the manga because I have not got, gotten caught up in the manga just yet. All I know from the reading the manga is the same as what, uh, I've watched on, uh, online. So that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about this, uh, synopsis of the story and stuff like that, uh, which I find to be super incredible, okay, when looking at, actually looking at the, the story itself, it doesn't seem like, you know, from the past, like, couple of weeb reviews that I've done in the past couple of months, you wouldn't expect me to kind of like a show that's so sci-fi and stuff like that, because I've never really been a sci-fi kind of guy, uh, I've, or at least like, you know, um, I, you would think that I would not like this kind of show because I'm one that I really don't like it when there's like a whole s different world and I have to learn this new world and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, I really could care less. Just if it sets place on the, on a virtual Japan, I guess I'll call it fictional Japan. I will be happy with that, not in some crazy-ass world or something like that, that I have to learn a brand new world and stuff like that. There's, like, I can make an entire solar system of planets of different worlds and stuff like that, like Sword Art Online, there's their planet, uh, Made in Abyss is planet, is here, and the fictional Japan is the third one. In, on, uh, in the solar system, Goblin Slayer, maybe fourth, and then there's just an entire solar system with the, the sun being a, a fucking truck or something like that because most of it's isekai worlds that we're being transported to. I don't know. But, no, I actually really like Made in Abyss a whole lot more than I thought I would because of the fact that this world that, uh, in season one, gets built up to be this Great world up top, but the farther down it goes, it becomes crazier and crazier as it goes on. Now, the story here is that there is an abyss, uh, which stretches all the way from the top of the world down to the very bottom of the depths of the earth. And it is filled with mysterious creatures and mysterious relics uh, from a long time ago. Uh, nobody knows how it exists, or, like, when it became a thing. Uh, nobody knows what's at the bottom, because there's been countless people who have tried to take on this sort of depths, but failed to come back alive. Uh, we are introduced to this girl, Rico, who tragically, well, I don't want to say lost her mother, but she hasn't seen her mother and doesn't know if she's still alive or not because she's one or her mother was one of those divers as they call them into that went into the abyss uh they're also known as white whistles uh but yeah the 
thing about the abyss is that the farther you go down, you you experience more. I want to say the worst kind of side effects, but not when you're traveling down. When you travel down, you're fine. But the moment you come back up, you start to experience some horrible shit to your body, which you find that out very late in the series. Uh, I don't know which episode it was, but dude, let me tell you, when they get down into the abyss, which uh, I'll talk more about here later, when they get down into the abyss, you start to realize this is not something you should take ever so lightly. Anyway, shape or form. Uh, so Rico, uh, in the first episode has a little adventure and during that adventure winds up finding this robotic boy, um, who she takes into her place and after further investigations and stuff like that, goes ahead and names him Reg. Uh, those two, okay, are our main protagonists, at least for the majority of this season. Okay, Rico and Reg, you mostly see uh, the entire season. You do meet a cast of other characters as well, especially in the beginning. You'll meet, uh, like, kids and stuff like that who support Rico's, like, uh, goals or dreams. Same thing. They're English. But, yeah, uh, right after the third or fourth episode, they are never talked about again you may hear from them once or twice but for the most part you are watching rico and reg for the most part i say like uh 99.8 percent of the anime the other 0.2 percent you may see some extra characters and stuff like that and they're all like oh no i hope she's okay or something else i don't know uh Later on in this series, however, at least in season one, you meet Nanachi, which I, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm only going to say this in the, for the movie. Nanachi becomes a main character. On my anime list, she is officially listed as a supporting character uh, because she only comes in at, like, near the very end of the series. Uh, but once the movie comes out and season two which has been announced by the way season two has been announced not will become more of a main character so technically we have three main characters that i want to talk about here because i don't really talk much about supporting characters in weave reviews unless they're really like really something of supporting characters but i mostly like to talk about the main characters uh, now, in terms of, like, seiyus, I'm not gonna really talk much about the seiyus, because there really isn't much for me to talk about in terms of seiyus. Uh, I do have, I, I don't want to say a seiyu fetish, but I do like to gather, like, information of who played who, you know what I mean? I'm not the only one. I know I'm not. There's a couple other people who are like me. Uh, so, but I'm not gonna really talk much about the seiyus in, um, in Made in Abyss, just, just to save some time and stuff like that. Uh, in the anime itself, okay, uh, they do discuss what side effects, I'll call it, uh, your body will encounter the farther down you go into the abyss, okay? Remi let me remind you that the effects don't happen when you travel down, it's when you travel upwards. So, even if you climb, like, the steepest of, like, not even the steepest, but, like, the 
like the tidiest of slopes if if you're walking up you are going to experience some sort of side effect in some way it's not bad once they get down to like the the first like few layers or something like that but the farther down they travel the shittier it becomes on your body which again um happens around like episode 9 or 10 if i remember correctly this is a uh what 12 episode season no 13 episode and very late you realize that jesus christ this is not fucking this is not an easy task it's not walking a park in any way shape or form um there's a reason why in the story they say that there's been countless people trying to go down to the farthest part of the abyss but they do not survive okay or come back up alive you know what i mean uh the biggest instance of this is the character nadachi which i still say is one of the best characters of the entire show fight me um her backstory okay uh was she okay let me go through her backstory real quick she's a survivor of the sixth level of the abyss okay uh in the sixth layer of the abyss okay it is not uncommon to experience madness or death uh okay she under circumstances was uh not that she was able to keep her personality and mental facilities intact uh you find this out very i want to say like in the last two episodes they dedicate an entire episode to her backstory she um she was one of like the most normal people you could kind of like what Rico uh was at first but because she was a test subject okay her body became deformed beyond recognition uh her partner that you kind of meet which is Mitty. okay i am going to talk a little bit about of a, a spoiler that happens um in uh in season one so yeah okay hey um okay this is oof. okay Mitty is quite the um somebody i should say and talking about this character kind of makes me upset because of what I'm going to talk about here at the very end. So, Mitty was a regular human girl in the past, okay? Kind of like what Nadachi was. But, she was also, just like Nadachi, uh, a test subject. Actually, the, um, the partner subject, I should say, of Nadachi. However, Midi had it worse compared her to Nadachi. Um, her condition caused her soul to be imprisoned. Uh, she's unable to communicate in any, in any significant way. But there is one good side of this, I guess. She becomes immortal. Uh, so any injuries caused to her won't feel any sort of pain but here's the thing though near the end of the se near the end of the season um 
by the time Rico and Rag reach the fourth layer, which there's been a whole slew of crazy shit that goes down before this part of the story with Nanachi and Midi, okay, uh... The three characters decide to start descending even farther down, okay? Which I can't talk about because that's in the movie, which I have not seen yet. Anybody spoils that movie, I will pull a Nanachi and shoot you. Actually, no. It was Rag that, shoot, that shot Mitty. So I will be Rag and I will fucking shoot you. I had to say that. I didn't, I forgot it at first, but no. Nanachi wanted, wanted Midi to um, be at peace, I guess you'll say. Uh, so Nanachi ultimately had Reg shoot Midi. Oh, that that's that was deep, okay? Because this this series was kind of like that kind of series where. You don't know what you're getting yourself into until the end of the season when you want more, okay? Because once, like, the first few episodes are, like, story story building process. Which, since a lot of story building goes on in that process, a lot of times you do not get to see a whole lot of drama happen. Or, like, comparing the last few episodes of Made in the Mist to the first few episodes... Is completely night and day okay um, so comparing like I said comparing the, the last few episodes to the first few uh, the first few episodes you rarely experience that level of drama where you want to like have a tear roll down your eye or get you super duper invested where at least in my opinion okay whereas um, to the end Especially with the whole midi situation. I nearly wanted to break down and cry. Because that shit was fucked up, bro. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's a little. Mm, little hard for me to talk. Right now because of that moment. Going back on that moment. It's like, damn. That. that yeah. Because it. For anybody that has a, that, that have had a pet in their lifetime, okay? Obviously, or at least they've heard a story. I don't want to say everybody's had this part. Where they've had to put somebody down. Or put their pet down because of like... They, you know, they don't want to see them in pain anymore. Or something like that. Especially... Especially to the owner of that said pet. It fucking hurts, Okay. So, this was an anime adaptation of that said situation, and it was not very happy to watch. Now, Midi is obviously fucking ugly as shit, but, like, come on. Like, when you figure out Midi's backstory, you just, you feel so bad for Midi and Nanachi, because Nanachi could have easily ended up like Midi, but she wasn't. Okay, Nanachi got the, sh got the... The luck, the luck out of the draw of those two. And uh, it's it's fucked. That's that's all I can say. It's super duper fucked. Okay, what everything happens with between Nadachi and Midi. Okay? Because you you look at 
that episode where they discuss the backstory of Mitty. And you just, you kind of can't help but feel bad for both Nanachi, to both Nanachi and Mitty because of the fact that they were just both normal human beings. Nanachi becomes a rabbit and Mitty becomes so deformed that she can't even speak. And it just, it's heartbreaking in some way. Um, I don't know. Now, here's the thing. I do not know how much uh, storytelling goes into the movie. Uh, so, I do know that you cannot go from season one to season two without watching the movie. Because the movie is obviously canon. So, yeah, there's that. I have to watch the movie and I will get to watching the movie here sometime soon. Okay. Um... I usually don't want to give off like final scores and stuff like that because since I'm by myself, you pretty much know what I've, what I can gather from most of these animes and stuff like that, or what you can gather, I guess I'll say. Um, and it, you know, it's kind of like you know, it's just, why should I give a score on something when it's on a podcast and I'm by myself on this podcast? Okay, if I had like maybe two or three other people out here, or maybe one or two other people out here, I should say. Uh, giving scores and stuff like that would probably be something we should we we should do. Okay, I like to just talk about the pros and cons of this series and stuff like that. Um, I've talked a lot about the pros, and of course, there's maybe uh, some cons I can talk about stuff like that that I had talked about. I should say uh, in this episode already. I don't remember, but I think one of the biggest cons for me is mostly, and this is like very minor. I very, I very much don't have major cons of this series, okay, other than the one that I have right now, which probably is the most major, but that is just, the world, because I'm not a sci-fi kind of guy, it takes me so much longer, I should say, to, much more longer, I don't know, what whatever the more English grammatical sentence for that is. Um, it takes me longer to get invested in this, in a, in a completely different world than let's say just regular old fantasy Japan or something like that. Because in fantasy Japan, it's pretty much set in stone that this is supposed to be like, especially if it's a slice of life, uh, show, if it takes place in Japan, more likely than not, it's going to the, the world around them is basically Japan, you know, maybe a little fictionalized and stuff like that, but it's just mostly Japan. If that, like 95% of it is Japan. Uh, with sci-fi and stuff like that, you gotta learn a whole new world from scratch, which my monkey brain just will not really do that quickly. Because I watch, if I watch this sort of stuff like Made in Abyss, I usually watch it to just like for the storytelling, not really world building, if that makes sense, okay? Does that make me, I don't know, picky or short, have a short attention span? Maybe so, I don't know. Uh, but, in a way, I will give Made in Abyss credit. They do the world building right, because you get interested in this world building process that they go through in the beginning of the series, through telling stories from the past, of how people have tried to go down into the abyss, and have had significant side effects, if not dying 
from this from trying to ascend. You know what I mean? Um, because the whole reason as to why Nanachi and Midi become the way that they are is because they drop down to the sixth layer and then they bring them back up and make them experience the hellhole that is the effects of the abyss. Okay. Now I don't. Uh, now the thing is, is I under uh, like uh, <laughs> realistically, how the flippity fuck does going up cause you to um go mentally insane or turn you into a rabbit but not going down that's the one thing i don't understand but it's fiction and i'm not gonna think about it that hard and go like tinfoil hat mode or something like that it's whatever okay that's whatever um and obviously the question becomes we're heading into the movie and second season as to is Rico's mother still alive in the first place? What has she found? Does she remember her or whatever? Okay. Um, each of the, the layers that the characters go through in the season one, which they end up in the fourth layer of the abyss. Okay. Each of them, I want to say is an arc. Okay. Arc log. So a couple episodes. Uh, you obviously, I think they spend the most amount of time either in the second or third layer at some, uh, at, uh, who was it? Uh, Ozin's place. I think that's how you say her name. And I can't tell if she is a villain or not. That's the thing because there's some fight scenes with the, with her and Reg, but I don't know if she's a villain or not. Like I could be bothered. Um, but I think that like, the, I don't know what layers she was on. I think it's the third layer. But they spend the most amount of time in um, Uzin's place. Obviously, the character build and stuff like that from the ground up is pretty astronomically awesome in some capable fashion. That's why uh, you get that. That's how a lot of people have gotten interested in this series. That's why it's like one of the biggest uh, series to talk about, especially in 2017 and now with it coming with a second season um the character uh development is one of my favorite things about this is because uh because of the fact that when you meet a character a brand new character it takes a long time for character developments to happen but in season one of made an abyss it seems like they just happen very quickly but you can still understand it just as quickly and you get a very deep character development uh even for the most supported characters like Uzen who only uh, makes an appearance late into the series not really late middle a uh, middle of the season and last for a good chunk of the series pretty much just as much of uh of Uzen as you do with uh being on the first layer or not the first layer sorry but the very top um but I will say, I don't know if there's a picture of this that I could quickly look at. Uh, it's one of like the the pictures of where you look at the the city itself or the 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 very top of the abyss before going down, before going down, stuff like that. There's pictures of it, and it looks. I will say this: it looks so unbelievably awesome. Okay, but. <laughs> I would hate to live at this place because of how awesome it is and because of the fact that the fucking abyss 
is so fucking massive, okay? If you actually look at pictures of this, like, there is constant waterfall streams. Like, there is, like, a lot. I'm looking at one picture right now as I'm speaking. I'm seeing, like, in a 360-degree area, I, can, I am still seeing eight waterfall streams, not including the ones that are being hidden behind and stuff like that. There are clouds coming out of the abyss, which is, that, that explains how big it is. It's like Minecraft. Uh, and the thing itself, you don't get to see, honestly, it kind of reminds me a whole lot about like a, like a game because you, because of the fact that you don't know where exactly this is at, you only know that this is a place in the middle of the ocean and it's not that big. It is in fact, just as big as maybe a small island in Hawaii. Okay. Probably one of their smaller islands. That's what I'm going to compare it to. Okay. The fact that you could probably like, <laughs> This is just my crazy mind talking, like, free cam style, like, break games and stuff like that, mind talking, but you just take it like a, like a, like a drone, and you just fly it around this place, like, it, it's wacky, okay, the very top before going into the abyss is wacky, okay, and, um, they really, I want to say this though, they really, for the abyss, they made it look like it was severely overkill. Okay, but not but not in a bad way. I will say not in a bad way. Okay, it looks like as well like there's a population of maybe a couple thousand people, maybe a couple hundred thousand people, but definitely not a whole lot of people live at this place because of the fact that the farther I look at the the background and stuff like that of the houses, it doesn't look like there's much houses in the first place. Okay, it is severely overcrowded near the edge, but once you get like you know, back behind, it just looks like, eh, there's rocks, you know, why go into the abyss for supplies or whatever, just mine out some rocks, but obviously the whole point of going into the abyss is to try and get the relics that may or may not be worth a, a ton of money, like the farther you go into the abyss, you're, you're becoming the next tiers of rich, like the bottom layer is Bill Gates and the, um, Oh, who the fuck can I compare this to? And the the first the first layer is the middle class, I guess I'll say. And the very top before going into the abyss is the lower class. That's what I'm gonna compare it to. And I may be wrong, but yeah. And the monsters. I'll let me talk about the monsters before ending this off. For a series that kinda sets itself to be a little realistic in its designs and stuff like that i want to say realistic but look at reg and Nadachi, for example um for this sort of like i guess the world being pretty realistic the stuff that you see is just incredible something that i could probably find in an isekai the monster that you meet in the first episode uh which is one of like one of the first monsters that you meet in the entire series i should say uh makes this point very clear where it's like these monsters they are here to fight they are here to defend their lairs and they won't take no for an answer okay to a fight and um it's okay i also want to say this as well to uh rico real quick she spends a whole lot of time in this series unconscious okay like, she is unconscious, I don't know how many times in this entire fucking series. Okay? Um, 
And something I want to quickly point out, I think there was, back when this was first airing, a controversy in, I think, the first or second episode of the series, where in Rico's school, they have it to where if you disobey, they string you up and hang you from the class. Not by the neck, obviously. And they hang you and show you in front of the class naked and stuff like that. And apparently that was controversial because obviously some of the aunties and anime and stuff like that who obviously um, like to point to lollies being shown as that... Um, well, here's the thing. It's not like it was the context was for that, but the context was, in fact, completely different and no harm or whatever that kind of intent was intended in no way, shape, or form. But yet, there was still some controversy around it. And I find that to be very fucking stupid. So stupid. Okay, because I remember there was some video talking about how... There... There was a video about this controversy. And I believe Aramaga Sensei was also involved in this topic as well. I don't remember the video because it's been a year or two since I've seen it. But... I don't know. I... I am... I don't want to necessarily talk about the controversy anymore because of the fact that it may have not even been that big of a controversy. But it was a video I saw and I thought that was kind of interesting that people thought that because that in the context of being strung up uh, to be embarrassed in front of the whole class. But there was like a little bit of, you know, you can see a little bit of the chest and the shoulder. No nipples, no nothing. Not for the intent of that, but for the intent of embarrassment. And, you know, there was no harm, no foul, okay, in a way. Other than embarrassed, maybe mentally embarrassed, you know, Rico was. But, oh, you know, this was clearly for the intent of head tie, obviously. Oh, sorry, God. Oh, God, sorry. How could I have been so blind? But, yeah, that's the only thing I want to talk about in terms of controversies. It's just the people, you know, the anime fans, quote-unquote, they're fucking stupid. They're stupid, okay? A lot of the arguments you see on Twitter is so recycled nowadays that I could probably find this controversy brought up sometime in the near future because of the fact that it's been recycled so many times. Um, but I'm gonna, that's where I'm gonna leave it off in terms of this anime and stuff like that. Uh... It's one of my favorites, okay? Uh, in terms of rewatchability, okay? Actually, no. Not rewatch. Okay, I'll, let me, I'll mention rewatchability first since I already mentioned it. But there is one more thing I want to talk about before I end this off. Rewatchability, I will say, I could watch this thing a few times, okay? Not a whole lot, obviously, because um, with Eurocamp, I could watch it a whole lot of times because of the fact that they're doing the same thing over and over and over. There's not really a whole lot of development, but that's what makes rewatchability good. I don't really necessarily want to watch a series and learn a whole lot again. You know, like start from zero, go up to 100. And then go from zero, go back to 100. Then go from zero, go back to 100. You know, I understand if people like to rewatch something because of like, you know, it's fun to look back on and stuff like that uh, in a certain series. I'll probably grow into that as I go grow older, but because of the fact that I have a lot of other animes that I want to watch, 
it's not on my priority list to rewatch a show that I've already seen and stuff like that, unless it's your camp or not on Beard or like a slow burner show. But I think having a rewatch of Made in Abyss could be in my future. Now then for music. Oh my god, music. Let me tell you, Made in Abyss is right up there with the most intense, the most dramatic, and the best OST of any anime that I have seen. And I will say it is up there. Actually, maybe even number one, second being Eurocamp. In terms of its OST. Eurocamp's OST is more comfy in a way. Number one in terms of the comfiest OSTs. In terms of dramatic. And the most intense. And the most like. Mm, yeah. Hype. OST. It has to go to Made in Abyss. And there is no second guessing. There is no like. Mm, well maybe this one. No no no. There is none of that. It is all Made in Abyss. And this is coming from somebody who loves music. Okay. So you can't fight. You can't fight me. Alright? Because I love me some music. Any kind of music. Name a, name a genre. Any genre. Yeah, I like that one. I like that. Thank you. Uh, Alright, sorry. <laughs> I'll end it off here. Again, I do apologize for this episode being extremely late. Again, I got busy. Shit happens. I didn't want to release this uh, next week or two in a row or whatever. But speaking of next week, I'm going to be talking about some news here. And let me tell you, there has been some news uh, this month in terms of the second half of this month that I got that I want to talk about. Uh, some very good, but the biggest one, not so good. You probably already know by now. It's probably one of the, it was one of the biggest anime topics to talk about in the last few weeks. So I'm going to talk about it. It's not going to be a very happy episode of the top anime news of the month, but it's something I got to talk about, and it's whatever. Thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Japanaholic Podcast. If you are new to this uh, podcast, please sure to click the follow button and all that sort of stuff. I'd say support me on like Twitter or whatever, but you probably already do because that's where most of my audience comes from. It's from Twitter. Uh, thank you all so much for watching, and I'll see you next week. Have a good day, everybody.